Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you. More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 989. Today we hear from Simon, who asks, What are your top three favorite Doctor Who bad guys and why? For me, first, Missy. When the endless recycling of the Master gets tiresome, along with the Daleks and the Cybermen, I really, I did really like the way Missy was played and how her storyline came to an end. Um, I missed that one because... We missed the Peter Capaldi seasons. That was the one with the dinosaurs in uh, dinosaurs in London, in Victorian London. That, that was the th- first. Of... That was the one where she was introduced, but she became a major player in in the Capaldi season. Um, well, I think that was the first Capaldi episode. Was it? Yeah, it was the last one we saw. Okay, the angels in the original episode blink. They are truly terrifying, but unfortunately overdone in later episodes. The shadow-infesting creatures in Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead, River Song's first episodes. That was The Silence, right? Or no, The Silence came later, didn't it? The Silence was, I think, uh, 11th Doctor. That was a Matt Smith one, and they were the ones that looked like Slender Man. Yeah. Yeah. The... Shadow-infesting creatures, they they were really, literally shadows, and sometimes you had two shadows, mm. and the alien was the second shadow. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, the the angels, yeah, the angel statues, um, the Dalek and the Cybermen, as they're originally conceptualized, or at least as they were re- reintroduced in the ninth and tenth Doctor. Mm. Yes, um, I loved the the ninth Doctor's battle with the Daleks. That was amazing. Those were, I I would say, for someone who is basically an individualist, the Daleks and the Cybermen are existentially terrifying in the way that the Borg are. Yeah, no, well, the Borg ripped them off. Yes, the Borg ripped them off. I would love to have seen the uh, original version of the Borg played out. That was the Aliens and Conspiracy, the first season episode with the body horror stuff. Mm. Those were originally supposed to be the Borg. But uh, the episode got so heavily censored, and uh, a lot of markets refused to play it, so they had to reimagine them. But, um, okay, so my favorite Doctor Who bad guys were the... uh, I I liked the Daleks in Season 9 especially, or in in the Ninth Doctor. Um, The... um, I really loved... I don't know if there was an actual character bad guy, but the Endless Hotel... In the Matt Smith and Amy Pond episodes. Okay. I really liked. I loved the Weeping Angels, but I think probably the most effective Doctor Who bad guy I ever saw was David Tennant's Doctor. 
He was not a good guy. He was a a really dangerous, nasty serial killer with a good sense of humor. Um, I was really glad when they replaced... Now, that doesn't mean he didn't have his sweet moments. The, the episode, The Parting of the Ways, is one of the best episodes of Doctor Who, period. But David Tennant's Doctor was a bad guy, and I was so glad to see him die. I just got so, so tired of his angsty bullshit. Um, which is not to see, say that David played him badly. David played him very well. I just got really annoyed with Stephen Moffat's inability to take seriously how dark he was writing the character. You mean t- Davies? Davies, yeah. Oh, sorry, you're right. Davies. Because Davies kept going really dark with him, and then was like, no, but he's supposed to be a good guy. And I, it, I just didn't buy it at all. Um, so, I think... I just saw him as manic. It, it, and I don't mean just manic, but slightly bi- slightly bipolar. But he wasn't bipolar in a, a classically bipolar way. He was bipolar in like a good guy, bad guy kind of way. It was like split personality. Mm. And... and, and <sighs> And I, I must admit, I didn't like John Sims the Master, and I haven't seen a lot of Master stuff from the old Doctor Who, but Derek Jacoby's Master was, was amazing. And he, if you're talking about a genuine villain who is played in the show as a villain, I think he'd be my favorite. Mm. Because there was something wonderfully tragic and deeply disturbing about Derek Jacoby's portrayal of the Master. And, and John Sims' master was just psychotic. Yeah, he John Sims' master was like a psychotic Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it, it, was, it was like Bugs Bunny turned Hitler. Yeah, it turned into Hitler. But I th- really a lot of my favorite um my favorite villains or uh bad guys in Doctor Who are not the personalized ones, they're the depersonalized ones. They're the Infinite Hotel or the um that crack in the universe that goes all through I can't remember which I think it was the, the that was the Amy Pond's introduction it was Amy Pond's introduction yeah um or um the the whatever the I can't remember the force was that was screwing around with the timeline in the girl in the fireplace um mm. the those were those are the kinds of those are the kinds of bad guys that I really liked in Doctor Who the the, that sort of ineffable, creepy um, sense of dread moving through things. Mm. Which is to say, I think Doctor Who is best as a horror rather than as a fantasy. Although, that said, my favorite Doctor is the Ninth Doctor. And so many of those episodes weren't horror. They were celebration and joyous and wonderful. And there, there's so many of them were... Going into a situation that looked like it was going to be a horror story, and it turns out to be a hidden epiphany. And I really, really loved that about that season. Yeah. Everybody lives. Oh, oh, okay. So that's that's got to be my favorite. My favorite villain is the kid in the gas mask. Ooh. Oh, that was so brilliant. That was wonderful. So we've given you much more than you asked for, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners.